have zero expectations. Expect to make errors all the time, in real time, all the time. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. I took a couple weeks off, but I'm happy to be back at it. So if you are new to the show, this is a show where I interview entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers of East Idaho and help share their origin stories. I know that learning about their journeys is inspiring and it helps us to get to know our neighbors better. So I love doing this show and being able to facilitate these stories. So today I have a business owner here who has whose talent has brought joy to so many. She's an entrepreneur and an influencer, and I'm so glad she agreed to be on the show. Please welcome Timony Olson, otherwise known as Cookie Momster. Hello. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I actually have chills. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because it's cold in here. No, <laughs> it's, I'm just so excited. Well, we are uh, just thrilled to be able to learn about you. You have been, I- I'm just excited to learn about the business as a whole. Yeah. So Cookie Momster obviously right. has something to do with cookies. Tell us about what is Cookie Momster. Okay, so Cookie Momster in a nutshell is custom one-of-a-kind sugar cookies and they're made out of my house from start to finish and it's a recipe that is a family recipe that I've tweaked to perfection and once you get your hands on it you're addicted I've I mean it's just delicious it, so the recipe the, speaks for itself. It is the secret recipe. It is the secret <laughs> recipe. <laughs> you got it. Someday you'll tell somebody, but you, it'll have to be totally top secret. It will totally be top secret. Like my mom knows the original, Yeah. but I really have tweaked it so much that it's almost hard for me to say it's still my grandma's because it is very, very yeah, tweaked it's from yeah. hers. Yeah. And yeah. then especially when I bulked it up, yeah. I had to kind of tweak the ingredients even more. And so... So yeah, but yeah. it is. It's one of a kind. I've been told that if a sugar cookie and a shortbread cookie had a baby, that's that your cookie. would be my cookie. Oh, I love yep. it. Well, I have not had the privilege of um, tasting one of those delicacies, but she brought me some. Yeah, so I'm going to try it when we're done. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yes, I'm excited. So um, talk to me a little bit about, for one... It's a darling name, Cookie Momster. Mm-hmm. Tell me where that came from. Clearly, you're a mom. I'm a mom. <laughs> okay. So I am a wife, and I am a mom. I've got three beautiful little children, and I have basically stayed at home ever since my first baby was born. And so when when the whole cookie thing happened, I really didn't have a name. Like, literally, this all kind of happened unexpectedly. And I didn't have a name, and so I brushed through a few different things. I really can't remember all of the options that I had, but <laughs> I remember one of them was um, Royal Teas, because I'm Timony, and it's royal icing that I use. Yes. And so I thought, like, royal tea, oh, but that royal was quite teas, clever. Yes. right? Yes. So I was really loving on that one at first. But Cookie Monster was also an option, and everybody loved that. And that was just on my personal Facebook. Yeah. I just asked my friends and family, I'm like, which one do you like best, you know? And they died. They thought that one was the best. So I love it, and it has, it's fit, and it's stayed, and it's And it was available. 
I mean, that's a big deal. Technically, (laughs) (laughs) technically, I don't know that it was. I found after the fact, you would think I would have like looked on Facebook to see if there was anybody in our area. No, I didn't do that. So it was after the fact, somebody tried to tag me in something and it tried to tag somebody in Pocatello. Oh, wow. And so they're like, I don't think this is you because she had like bunk cakes and a whole bunch of different stuff that I don't offer. Yeah. And so that's when I was tipped off and I was like, oh, I wonder if she's so mad at me for ripping (laughs) off her name. But at the same time, it's kind of like, she's there, I'm here. We don't really specialize in the same thing. So You can be the cookie momster of... This of place. Iona. I say I'm the Iona cookie oh, monster. Oh, okay. Got it. Yep. Got it. Well, it is a darling name. And for Thank all you. of us who are Sesame Street aficionados, because <laughs> I grew up on Sesame yes. Street, um, it's even more more cute. So I love it. Because I love the it. cookie mom- monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I'm getting confused. <laughs> um, all right. So you talked about it being a long story, like or like it happened kind of out of the blue that you even started doing this share with the listeners a little bit what you're because you're telling me you're saying i'm a stay-at-home mom yeah yeah yeah. and you hadn't planned on having this career no i didn't so let's talk about that okay so like i said i've been a stay-at-home mom since the second my daughter was born i worked up until i had her and then that's the last time i've worked like at a job And I've always just done kind of like little silly things here and there to make a little bit of extra money for like the kids town passes and the zoo passes and stuff like that, but nothing like crazy. Yeah. Um, So I used to do, I taught myself how to do acrylic nails. I did that for a little while until the beauty, the beautician started getting on my back and being like, what are you doing? You know, we went to school for this and <laughs> you here you are. Licensed. Yeah. yeah. So I had to stop doing that. And then I started just doing randomly enough glitter toes at little girls birthday parties. So I would go and I would just paint like 10 or 15 little girls toenails with glitter. And the year I did it was actually the year Frozen came out. Oh gosh. So it was, so it was like perfect. Yeah. I went through so much blue glitter <laughs> and it was so fun. And some of my very good customers now actually have come forward and said, you came to our party and did glitter toes. And I'm like, you are kidding me. That was like years ago. So I <laughs> they did remember that. You. They did. Yeah. And so, and then my husband started working at a wood shop. So I had access to all sorts of scraps, like any type of scrap of wood you could want. Right. So I got really into making like wood stuff, whether it be just like painted and like glued together and different things, but like craft, 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 anything out of wood you could make, I was making it. And I was selling that and I was making pretty good money with that, you know, and then I got a vinyl cutter and I started doing vinyl on wood. But then everybody started to do that. Uh-huh. Everybody just started to do the growth charts and everybody started to do the everything. And so it was like, I was kind of trying to find my way up and out of that. And um, randomly enough, I it was in December of 2017. I just, um, as, as much as I was a homemaker, I loved to throw parties. And I decided to throw an ugly Christmas sweater party for just my husband and I and our friends. Okay. So I made these ugly Christmas sweater cookies, and they were ugly. I didn't know how to do any of this at that time. I just busted out Grandma's recipe, cut out these shapes, frosted okay, them. Okay, so why? Like, why even at that time were you just like, oh, I need a cute little treat, and so yeah, I'm going to go ahead love, and do sweaters? Yeah, okay. I just love to be. I just love to be creative and do fun things, and I thought... You know, my, yeah, my invitations, fun. yeah, my invitations for the party were a sweater cutout that I colored every single one, 
put stickers, like did the whole nine yards, sent these invitations out, and like and you needed it was a just good treat cute. to go along you with it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, so I just needed a cute treat. So I made them. They were not cute. They were <laughs> ugly sweaters, and it was great. Everybody loved them. And and the party was a not success. only how they were decorated, but the taste. But the taste. Everybody at my party was like, "Oh my gosh, these are delicious!" Blah blah blah. Well, I posted them on Facebook just under the party album and was like, "I made these cookies." Actually, I don't even know if I said that. I think I just posted those. I made an ugly sweater garland. Like I posted the whole party. It was about the party. It was about the party. My friend was checking it out, checking all the pictures, and she saw the ugly Christmas sweater cookies. And she's like, oh my gosh, girl, did you make these? And I was like, yeah, I did, you know? And she's like, I'm having an ugly Christmas sweater party in a couple weeks. I would love if you would make some of these for my party. And at first I was just like, are you joking? Like, that, you're <laughs> so hilarious. Bad. Yeah, I was like, you're <laughs> hilarious. And she's like, no, I'm serious. I think they're so cute. Would you be willing to do it? And she's actually one of my glitter toe clients. And so I'm like, well, sure, you know, why not? And so I was like, I need to price it out and see how much it's all going to cost to make and then figure out what I'm going to charge for my time and I'll get back to you. So I figured it all out, got back to her. She's like, absolutely, go for it. So I did it. I made these ugly sweater And we're talking cookies. what, a couple dozen? Um, I think she had me make like, yeah, like 75. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was quite a few cookies. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they were all different, just totally hideous. And I sent them. And she said, oh my gosh, everybody Huge loved hit. them. Thank you so much. Huge hit. I'm like, yay, that makes me happy. You know, thanks for letting me do that. Blah, 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 blah. Next day I get a message. Hey, I went to so-and-so's party yesterday and those are the most delicious cookies I've ever eaten. I work at Home Depot. We're having an ugly Christmas sweater business, like work party. Do you want to make a bunch of them for us? And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you joking? And you're like, yeah. wait a minute, like, where's this going? What is happening with this? <laughs> and so I'm like, I would love to, you know? And so same thing, figured out how much it would cost, figured out how much my time would be, gave her a quote. She said, let's do it. So I made, I think I made a hundred of them for her. I made them up. They were really ugly. I might be getting better at this point. Not real sure. Were you at this time kind of overwhelmed with the whole decorating thing or did you kind of like it? I wasn't. I loved it. Uh -huh. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was the funnest just thing fun. ever. Yeah. yeah. So I dropped these and cookies off. And how did you know, like, this isn't just normal frosting that you're putting on there? It's, I just looked it up. And okay. honestly, I actually tried. So if I back up just a tiny bit, I actually made the ugly sweaters in 2016 for an ugly sweater. That's when I started the ugly sweater parties. Made them, posted them, nobody said anything. Didn't go anywhere. Did the same thing the next year and that's and it when up. it was like, uh -huh. what is going on? And so that's kind of when it all happened. Hey, so that's a great lesson though, because how many of us will do, you know, we think that so we're going to do something and it's going to be this hit. You didn't necessarily think that, but it just took the right time for You're that right. thing to it, hit. You're right. Absolutely. It just, 2016 wasn't the right time. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't for whatever reason. So you'd had some experience a little bit with the frosting that you were going to yes, use. Yes. So that was what I was going to So that's where we were going with that. Oh, okay. So in 2016, I had tried a royal icing recipe that uses this meringue powder and it was fine, but it didn't really taste that good. And I'm almost wondering now, looking back, if that's why. Oh, it because didn't it had horrible frosting. I got right? it. Yeah. So the next year, I told myself, I'm not going to use the meringue powder. I'm just going to strictly go with the 
actual natural ingredients and not put anything like added extra weird. But it's a royal icing. But it is a uh-huh. royal icing still. And so um, I did that, and that's kind of where that icing came from. I just made like, and I tell people my icing recipe. Like, if you're looking that for one's a great, not top secret. no, it's not top <laughs> secret. If you're looking for a good like icing recipe that's not like a buttercream, not like a frosting, you want like a glaze, even for maybe like a morning cinnamon roll. Yeah. Just use like a bag of powdered sugar, right. which I believe it's like a one pound bag that you get at the store. A half a cup of milk. It can be skim, whole, whatever you want. That does not matter. And then a half a cup of caro syrup. And then if you want to add a little bit of flavoring, you can add either like vanilla or almond extract or something to give it like a little, or maybe even lemon. You can really play with yeah, your palate. Uh-huh. But, um, and then just whip that sucker up until it's the consistency you want. And if it's too runny, add, add powdered powder. sugar. Mm-hmm. And if it's too clumpy, add caro syrup. Okay. Delicious. Got it. So I just kind of... I don't even know if I really had much trial and error with that. It just worked and it, it was worked good. It worked and you started decorating. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Great. Okay, so this thing hits. Mm-hmm. You do the Home De- Depot thing. Yep. And so are you thinking now, huh, I wonder if I can do this. No, not really <laughs> even not at even that. In your mind. No, I was super excited about the Home Depot thing and being able to have really that extra money to buy Christmas for my family. It was good timing. Yes, and I wasn't really thinking too much beyond it until... And I'm really not sure like how, like the time frame of sequence of events, but it was fast. Yeah. Got a message from my friend asking me if I would be interested in making some Pokemon cookies for her son's birthday party. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, why, you know, why wouldn't I? And so basically I just started with that. Po- I just figured out some but, Pokemon but cookies. Okay. It's just not like, can <laughs> no. you go to the store and buy a Pokemon <laughs> cookie cutter? Well, it's a circle. So, so here, uh-huh. so here's another thing that I have that I love is like my cookie cutter collection in 2017 consisted of 24 cookie cutters. It was a cookie cutter bucket that I got for my kids' play doh. Okay, I went and bought the ugly sweater just by itself. I found it at Big Lots one okay. day. So I had like 25 cookie cutters. Okay, so I made those ugly Christmas sweaters, and then I got the order for the the um, Pokemon ones. And so I kind of just looked online and there was a lot of options for a circle. Yeah, okay. Or a square. Okay. Because he, you can just do, I, I ended up doing like five of the characters. It was on a circle cookie. Got it. One of them was like yellow with the red cheeks yeah, and the yeah, eyes yeah. for the Pikachu. And then one was like a dinosaur and then one, you know, and then one was like the. So you could use the same yes. shape yes. and do all of these things. And but so. But some of yours are very, correct me if I'm wrong, because like some of them are very specific yes. to so the that outline. was then. Uh-huh. So that was then. When I, I think it was like shortly after that or in the same week, I got asked if I could do some unicorn ones. And in the process of this, I think it did kind of hit me like, you've got a recipe on your hands. You could really do something with this. And it was around the holidays. And so I thought, yes, I can do the unicorn ones. So I ordered a unicorn set cookie cutter and it came with like a rainbow. I think it only came with two actually, a rainbow and a unicorn. And so those are kind of the ones that started my collection. Got it. So I used those, and then I made a whole bunch more of just, like, what I had. Um, I had letters. I had every circle, every square I had. So you, mu- you must be a pretty 
I mean, it's obvious, but I maybe will just state the obvious, that you're a pretty creative mind. Like, you can look at a palette and go, oh, this is what I can do with this square shape. Because, you know, one of the things you have on your Facebook is, like, ramen noodle. (laughs) Like, that that thing looks like it's actually a package of ramen noodles. Yeah. Funny story. I actually posted that on a worldwide cookie page, and it was taken down within two minutes because it looked too much like a a real ramen packet. Oh, my word. Seriously? Yeah. I was so mad because I wanted it up there. I really wanted to see see like what people thought yeah. but I was you know pretty it, for the listeners you need to go look at it because it legit <laughs> looks like it's a package it's so of ramen fun. noodles and it's a cookie yeah and, and that's just a rectangle yeah well yeah, you so... see a package of ramen noodles I see a rectangle <laughs> <laughs> so that's the cool thing is that you take shapes and you just make yeah. them so yeah so one of my favorite things so I have over 2,000 cookie cutters now so I'm obsessed with ordering them, and I turn things into things you would never even imagine, like being put on the spot. I can't really think of anything right. So I have a school bus. It can be I've made an army truck. I've yeah. made a a truck with a wreath. You in did the front a FedEx truck recently. I did do a FedEx, but that was out of a box truck cutter. Oh, okay, got it. I've turned that box truck cutter on its side and used it as a golf bag. Oh, no way. Yeah. Because you could just see it. Yeah. I just basically, I just go, okay, she wants a golf bag. I don't have a golf bag. So I just kind of picture a golf bag in my mind, black. Uh Uh-huh. And I picture like what it would look like, like what edges it would have, what grooves it would have. And then I just go, this will work. Okay. This sideways or this (laughs) upside down or this. I have a puppy dog that's just the face and huge ears. It makes the perfect car. It makes what? the perfect trunk of a car and then the two headlights. Oh my gosh, that's it's, so funny. And a lot of the ideas I also get online. Yeah. Um, and so Pinterest is a really good place to go to get, but yeah. Are I'm you really posting good. your stuff on Pinterest? No. Well, there you go. I know, I need to. <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed with everything. Yeah, it's hard right. for me to there's always good things to do, but you have true. to be pri- you have to prioritize. You're right, you do. So there's no doubt you are super talented with all of the, the ways that you're able to do this. You've got an amazing recipe. But what I also think I know, and you can correct me, is it's really hard to call you and get an order of cookies these mm-hmm. days because you're a busy girl. I'm a very busy girl. So backing up to the beginning of the story a little bit, um, so I started just getting, for the holidays, I started getting cookies in everybody's mouth that I could. I made, My friend got engaged over Christmas, so I made her um engagement cookies and I made snowflakes and I personalized them for my friends and my family and I literally got cookies in everybody's mouth that I could through that I they fell in love with the recipe they were like this is the most delicious sugar cookie I have ever had through all of those and then people slowly ordering and me building with the ugly sweaters and then the pokemon and then the unicorn and then whatever else I did I decided to make a page. Shortly after I made my cookie page, East Idaho News got wind (laughs) of the cookies. And I got a message from them one day asking me if they could, um, if I would want to do an over-the-phone interview, like talking about these cookies and what in the heck is going on with these cookies. You were like, what? What? Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh, so flattered. Couldn't believe it. So um, I called him and we talked for like two hours just about my journey and how I got there and my goals and just everything. And it was, it was amazing. Well, he posted a little snippet like on a Friday or something and said, watch for the full story next week. Then he did a full story that next week. Of course, I shared it on my personal page. I shared it on my cookie page. 
So many people follow East Idaho News. So all those people. And so many people like cookies. Seriously. <laughs> so you were like, yes. So yeah. So my page grew immensely with like within like 1,500 people within like a week or something. Wow. Shortly after that, so does Tsunami got in touch with me. Oh, so the scheduling. So when I got, when, when I was on East Idaho News, I was booked six weeks out. So, and even prior to that? Um, yeah. So uh-huh. when they did the inter- when they did the interview, I was booked six weeks out. Then I took them cookies to say thank you. And they did a live video <laughs> and they ate them on air. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Love them. Couldn't believe the deliciousness of it. Couldn't believe the talent of the design. So wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. So my page really just grew that way. Yeah. And then um, I kind of got off track. What were you saying? You you talked about Soda Tsunami. Oh, yeah. So then, so shortly after I was featured on the news and they did that live video when I took the cookies to them to say thank you, Soda Tsunami got in touch with me. And at that point, I was still six weeks booked out and they wanted me twice a week. So I started taking 150. Actually, in the beginning, I think it was 200. And then we ended up lowering it to 150. So I ended up doing 150. 150 cookies twice a week. And it was amazing. Plus, I was still doing all those private orders. Yeah, right. Well, I just got wrapped up in the excitement of it. And next thing you know, I was booked nine months. No way. I'm not even playing. Oh, my god! In October, I just finished my bookings from, like, the beginning of the year. Wow. It was insane. No kidding. But then I got a lot of backlash because it was like, well, I don't plan my party a year in yeah, advance. How am I, I can't ever I? book you because I don't even know what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah, and I couldn't really plan anything for my personal life. Right. You know, it was really hard. And so... So d- before you go on, yeah, what did this look like in your house? Like oh every single day? It, because we're talking... Were you making dozens and dozens and dozens of these? You just, like, you don't have a commercial kitchen no, to do No, I this didn't have a commercial in, right? kitchen. No, I was just busting up everything out of my KitchenAid. Your I was little doing oven two, was just going? It was on 24-7. Wow. I mean, it was crazy, yeah. So I was doing, like, so many private orders, like, either a dozen or two dozen a day. And then I was doing soda and tsunami. different shapes. So it's not like different you can shapes just knock every out. time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it was crazy. I, um... Every surface in my house, every counter, every everything covered with cookies all the time, constantly. And that's actually still the case. And you have this the little case. family. I do. So yeah, you're trying if, to balance raising oh these gosh. little kids. Yeah. Having... And in the beginning, I don't know if we thought it was going to like abruptly end, kind of like everything else I'd ever done. And so we, they, you were my, like famine. We'll just like go. I got to just take it. Exactly. Yeah, just run uh-huh. with it as long as it'll run. And if it dies, it dies. Yeah. Well, it hasn't died. And so, that's kind of still the situation. And like I said, my husband works at a wood shop. Somebody had brought in these huge wooden, like they're almost examples for what you can get for wood floor. Okay. They brought them into my husband's work to show his boss, said, look at them. We'll get back to you. I'm not sure what happened. These little wood things never got picked up. Okay. They are perfect little like places for me to set my cookies and backdrops for my pictures. Uh-huh. So I have no tables around or no chairs around my table. My chairs <laughs> are in a line in my living room and I've got five um, huge wooden like flooring examples that I set on the chair and I can That's set amazing. about 40 cookies on each one of those. So yeah, so my house yeah. is wild. So... I, I'm just trying to take this all in. Yes. How many cookies a day t- do you think that you are making? Right now or then? 
Well, like then, was it worse then than it is now? It's, it was a little worse then than it is now because I've recently, within the last two months, been pulled from Soda Tsunami, and I was also in Mrs. Powell's, uh-huh. which is kind of like a little bit farther down in the journey. Yeah. Um, but so I was So you're not easily, having to keep stock in those other places? Not right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then that was my busiest time ever. I was probably... I probably had anywhere from 100 to... 250 300 cookies going every like at a time like by the time i got those done got them over to soda tsunami got home i'm starting on the next yeah the weekend's batch yeah and so it was just constantly 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 and so tell me did you get burnt out with this did you still love it i still love it i still loved it then i still love it now in the process i've loved it i've never lost my um my like desire to do it and I haven't lost the joy of doing it. There have been times that I have been so overwhelmed that I've, I don't want to say almost like, um, quit, (laughs) not quit, but I very easily could have let it die. Yeah. Let it kill itself either. mm -hmm. I'm caving. Mm -hmm. Uh Just, you know, there was a point last year, actually it was in March and I had to literally go on my page and do a live video and just say, you guys, I'm not sure what happened, but I woke up yesterday and the whole world was on my shoulders. And it was like 18 months of, or not even 18 months. Like, let's see, by last March, it was what? Can't even keep Like track. about 14, 15 months. Yes. Yeah, just a little over a year. Yes. Yeah. And so, and so I just woke up one day and a lot of it just kind of hit me. Yeah, and right. so... Because you've just been running like a little robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So I had to kind of take a step back a little bit, and I pulled myself from Soda Tsunami and was only down to once a week. Uh-huh. And that, so actually my timeline's kind of off because I actually told her in November that I wanted to pull and be once a week starting in January. Mm-hmm. And I was comfortable with that. And I was excited to be only in the store once a week, but it's kind of weird the way that everything worked out because come January, Mrs. Powell's got in touch with me. Mm. So here you had another business that was like, let's get you in our store. Yeah, but it almost wasn't even let's get you in our store. It was, can you come and talk to me? I have an offer for you. And I did. I thought, oh, same thing as Soda Tsunami. She wants them in here for a... wholesale price, sell them for retail, get my name out there, help me, blah, blah, blah. Even though I really feel like you were I have there. more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, she's huge. Mrs. Powell's is huge. Like, I definitely want to hear her Let's out. Let's just talk. Let's just talk. So I go to Mrs. Powell's and I'm not even kidding when she's like, I just have had this overwhelming feeling that I need to get in touch with you. It's not really like God's come down and said, get in touch with her, but it kind of is. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so she's like, so her manager was the one that actually got in touch with me and was like, the owner of Mrs. Powell's wants to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. So I go into Mrs. Powell's and she tells me that. She's like, you know, I don't know what it is, but I've just got this overwhelming feeling that I need to offer you my bakery every day after 7 p.m. She's like, there's nobody here. What are you going to cost me a month in lights? Five bucks? I've been in your shoes. I've tried to do what you do out of your kitchen with your family. And 
I want to help you. Wow. You know, and I'm sitting there waiting for the ball to drop going like, what is the rent? What yeah, is right. this? You Let's know, blah, blah, blah. Give me the news. Yeah. And she's like, let me show you what I have to offer you. So she takes me back in her bakery. Instantly, I see these two huge mixers no, you're that like, could like drooling. eat seven of my mixers for a snack. <laughs> right. Like they're huge. They're bolted into the ground. Wow. Yeah. And she's these like, ovens this can that are huge. do, yeah, she's like, this can do like up to 12 pounds of butter at a time. And then she takes me over to the oven and she's like, this has six rotating shelves. You push this button and it rotates. You can do 36 dozen at a time. And I literally think I started to cry. Oh, I would have too. It was like, yeah, yeah like I'm just life. like, wait, this exists. I make a dozen at a time. <laughs> I do two pounds of butter at a time. Like my whole life is just kind of like Whoa. flashing before my eyes. Okay. And same thing. I'm still just kind of waiting for the ball yeah. to drop, you know. And it's so I'm cost like, me thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how could I say no? How could I say no to this? You yeah. know. I guess my only question for you is, what do you want from me? Yeah. You know. And she's like. I honestly don't want anything from you. She's like, I'm hoping that this will get my foot in the door so that maybe I can have your cookies in my store. But I don't want to pressure you. I don't want to put that on you. I don't want to make you think that's the only reason why I'm offering you this because it's definitely not. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. She was a godsend. Yes, absolutely. And so, of course, me being me, I'm like, are you kidding? No. We need to get cookies in here immediately. Yeah, right. It's the least I can do. Right. When can I start? Can I come tonight? Yeah. Like, you know, I was so excited. And so not only was I excited to have these industrial mixers in this incredible oven, but now I had access to all her products. So I didn't have to go shopping anymore. Because I could she could buy them her bulk store, or whatever. Yeah, and... on Tuesdays and on Fridays. Wow. The big companies come and they stock her store. Yeah, wow. And so I just had access to all the butter I could want and all the everything I could want. And so it was just... But you had to scale up your recipe because you've never done it at this size before. So I did. And that was super hard. That was, I went in there on a Sunday, planned on spending my whole morning in there, tweaking the recipe, getting it up to, I thought about a 12 pound batch, which would be, so if I made 24 pounds in a week, I divided that by two and thought I could make 12 in one and 12 in another. Okay. Bam. My week for, or my dough for the week is done. Wow. Didn't think that I would need to like really mess with it too much. Thought it would really just Just ramp it up what you already know. Right. Just Uh kind of do the math, add it on like you would. Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) It didn't work out like that. It did not work out like (laughs) that. Dang it. It was, I mean, I was probably there for like only probably about an hour before I realized it had things had gone south because the dough was a totally different color. Uh. And at first I thought, okay, well, you just added like 36 eggs or something in here to yeah, me. So like it's that's going to change mm-hmm. it a little bit. You know, you've been going from like four eggs to 36, like calm down. The color of the dough doesn't matter. Yeah. So I just kind of went with it and started to use that dough, tried to bake shapes and was doing was them hot for mess. hot mess, <laughs> was doing them for 18 minutes. Like I do in my oven at home, pulled them out. They're brown. No, thought they were perfect. They looked great. They they raised just perfect, yeah. had that real nice stack. They looked like perfect on the top, maybe a little bit more yellow than I was used to. But I was like, oh my gosh, okay. And I had only done like two pans or even maybe one pan as I'm like testing it out. Right. 
So I'm like, cool, you know, this is perfect. It's just like my one at Break home. into this sucker and <laughs> fill that sucker up with shapes. Bake it, do it. Oh, pull you didn't them taste out. it. You didn't taste this thing to know what it tasted I like. I didn't taste it. I was kind of, I had already made the dough. It was kind of like if it didn't taste right, there was nothing I could really okay, do. So I was just going to kind of go, go balls to the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bake all these other shapes. They seem fine. I pull them out. They cool down. And I pull them off of the tray, and the backs are not cooked. Oh, shoot. At all. The <gasps> entire underneath is just dough. Dough. Complete dough. And the sides and the top look perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, like, mystified. I'm like, what? How does this work? In the world, you know? I'm like, this is insane. Same degrees, same amount of minutes. Yeah, it's bigger, but it's rotating. You know, and all just all this so other stuff. So you had to play with it and get it all oh, adjusted. I, yeah, I ended up having a breakdown. I called my mom and my dad, and I'm like, can you come over to Mrs. Powell's? Come and tell me what in the world, you know. So we did. We tried the cookies. Uh-huh. They did. They tasted fine. You couldn't really taste my most secret ingredient ever in them, and so we thought maybe amp that up a little bit. Yeah. We messed with the time. We did 19, and then we did 20, and then that was clearly not enough. So we did, like, 24, and that was right. And then we learned that... I wasn't pushing the button to rotate it while it's baking. So the six pans were just sitting Sitting there. Yeah. So they were, some of them were getting a higher temperature. You got all of this taken, like you figured out, you got the right sauce and you have Mrs. Powell's kitchen to do it in. Yep. Amazing. Yep. So tweaked. So are you just cooking at this time now twice a week or are you still having to do it every day? So I was thinking that I would be able to make all my dough one day, bake all my shapes the next day because my dough needs to be refrigerated for like at least an hour. I like it for overnight. Yeah. Um, And so I was thinking I could be two days in the bakery and the rest of the time at home. Okay. It really didn't work out that way. And only because I was trying to get all of my everything that everybody needed for the week figured out on Sunday. Yeah. People that are having parties on Saturday don't always know exactly what kind of cookies they want, Did how many they want. Did this change that, though, so you could be more reactive? Like, if I need something for next week, you, is that realistic now that you're able to take orders like that? Well, not really. Not really, and only because, what do you mean? So you were talking about you were nine months out. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about doing shapes, people don't know what their party's going to be. Like how soon are so you? So just a week before. Okay. So like, let's say, but let's say like you're having a party next Saturday and I message you today and I say, Hey Renee, um, I know you got cookies due next Saturday. What, what are you thinking you want? You know? And you're like, well, we're waiting for some so RSVPs. We, Can I get back to you by Tuesday So night? we still have to be on this waiting list or whatever. I, be, I basically need to book you now. Yeah, so and I'm just booked say, I'm and doing... I'm dealing with the people that are booked. Got so it. I'm dealing Got with it. the people. So how far ahead are you booked now? Like if we were, if you wanted Christmas cookies, right are now, we out today, of luck? You're out of luck if you want Christmas cookies. <laughs> so in October, I caught up to the crazy scheduling okay. yes. and I started a new thing and I schedule the first of every single month at seven o'clock in the morning, two months in advance. Oh, wow. So on or on November 1st, I scheduled all of January. Got it. And I say at 7 a.m. because people will set their alarms for midnight and my phone's like ding, 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 yeah, ding. And so I'm like, 7 a.m., everybody can get a good night's rest and then we all have. So you still really need to plan ahead. If you're oh, going to yes. want these mm-hmm. cookies, you've got to, if you have a kid's birthday in April, yep. you're going to be booking them in February. February. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yep. Got it. 
Yep. So, and I try and keep my pages up to speed as I can with all the changes, all the scheduling. Because and the way honestly, we know this then is through your Facebook. Yes. So okay. I am a hundred percent through my Facebook. I really don't even answer phone calls um, on my phone because it. I need somewhere to refer back yeah, to. Yeah, right. I want to know who I'm talking to. I want to know what we've talked about, um, especially where everything's so custom. I need to know, like, what I've quoted you. I need to know what, you know, all the yeah, just, just right, different things. Right. So You can keep track of it on exactly. Facebook. Exactly. Okay. So I've got. So right now you don't have a website. It is primary. I don't. It's all Facebook. It is all Facebook. Okay. I really just don't feel like a website would be beneficial yeah, to me it's right now. For you. Yeah, I don't yeah. even hustle my Instagram. Yeah. Nothing because it's like You don't need to. Yeah, I don't <laughs> ship. So let's talk about that a little bit because you have become not only with um your cookies, which mm-hmm. obviously huge business, you're doing awesome with this. You talked a little bit about how you hopped on Facebook last um spring, mm-hmm. winter, whatever it was in that March, was. March, I think it was that I ended up breaking yeah. down and finally making the video. You so you've got over 4,000 followers now between everything that's going on. You've become quite the influencer on Facebook. So talk a little bit about that. Okay. So um, the influencer thing kind of came in with the East Idaho News thing. Um, it kind of, one of the points that the East Idaho News article touched on was that we went from a struggling family to a dual income family where I'm still at home taking care of my children being a mom, but I've been able to change our life. And that resonated with so many people. And it resonated with so many people. Yeah. And it inspired so many people to take that leap of faith to either start the wood vinyl business that they've been wanting to do, but there's so many others, but I can do different. Yeah. Or I do want to get into the baking industry, but there's so many, but I can offer something different. You know, it gave so many people hope to do you know, that thing that they've been scared to take the leap right. and do. So then you had all these this following that you didn't plan on. Didn't plan on it at all. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So then I just kind of, I'm just open. <laughs> That's just Timony. I'm just an open book. If you ask me, I'm going to tell you. Um, if I'm thinking it, I'm probably going to tell you. I try and have a filter. I think I'm very like... But you um, had a story to tell because just I like do. you are telling it now, mm-hmm. it resonated with people. And so not only are you willing to be open, but you had a story to tell. Right. I did. Um, and so going from not only struggling financially, struggling mentally, I mean, I didn't even brush on any of the mental health stuff, you know, like I've struggled with that for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And a year before this whole cookie thing even started, I was actually hospitalized um, for mental health and it had to do with some of the family drama that I was telling you about when I got here that yeah. I don't really want to get into, yeah, but um, it just, things just got too heavy for me. And in November, some things happened and I just totally cracked and I was hospitalized, was taken to BHC. At first I had a lot of shame, you know, oh, the first couple hours yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, the crazy people go here, <laughs> you know? And it wasn't until I was there and I had been talking to counselors and talking to psychiatrists and had done some... And this was mainly depression that you were struggling It was depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, was trying, I was trying to take my life and I was trying to take the life of my sister-in-law and it was horrible. The cops were involved. I tried to run. I jumped out my window, my the window of my bedroom. Like it was not good. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about rock bottom, I was there. Was I was ready to die. I was ready to take her with me, and I didn't care 
who I hurt, who I in ran your over head, in the it process. Made sense at the moment. In my head, it was 100% made, made sense. Yeah. And so police intervention was needed. I was taken to the hospital. Nothing bad happened. I was hospitalized. Like I said, I had a lot of shame after talking to psychiatrists, after doing some med tweaking, because I've been on antidepressants for a lot of years, um, and I've been stable. And so when this all happened, it was almost like an accumulation of years and years and years, and then it just burst. Yeah, right, right. And so I had a decision to make, and it was either you can let this, you know, be your rock bottom, and you can take everything you can out of this experience and leave here and never come back. Or you can stay here and you can live in a slump and you can hate your life and you can not take your meds like you're supposed to and be miserable. But you have that choice. Wow. And the the choice is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not yesterday. The choice is right now. And that's kind of how I saw it, you know? Yeah. And so I did. I decided... This is my chance to turn it around. You know, if anybody gets a second chance, this is mine. And so I did a lot of soul searching. And, you know, the saddest thing that I tell people when um, I talk about depression and stuff is like, people are like, how can you, how can you be suicidal and think about killing yourself when you have kids, when you have a husband? My children didn't enter my mind once. Yeah, right. You're not usually thinking about that stuff. Not at all. And, Mm -hmm. And I think that, that's a, a huge thing that people don't understand is they're like, you have this and you have that. None of that entered my mind that day, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, so that's the part about mental health. Yeah. You know, it isn't, yeah. you aren't thinking that way. You aren't, you know, the doctor said to me, Timony, if you had a kidney problem, you would be in the kidney yeah, part right. of the hospital. Right. If you had, and nobody would be asking you what do you no, thought about your kids then. No, right. Exactly. Yeah. And so he's like, you have a brain problem, you know, you're in the brain hospital. And yeah. so, So I just really took that opportunity to figure out what the crap was going on and turn it around for myself Mm -hmm. and not turn it around for myself, meaning make a business and become this influencer. You didn't know that this was going to be it. It It was, you need to take it one day at a time. You need to go back to your why. You need to figure out what you're doing that's not working. You need to pinpoint all the things that you're doing that are working. And, you know, you need to... Like, just be aware and do, there was so much, so much growth and so much counseling and so much everything that kind of led me up to, even to where I am now. And that's why I am so open about it, because I feel like it's just not talked about enough. No, and when it not. is talked about, it's talked about because... With shame. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. You know, huge shame. And there's no shame in it. And like... I don't know. I um I feel like I'm kind of getting off, but like I just I I feel like I was open before that experience, but since that experience, I'm so much even more, more open. Do you think so, Timmy? I know that this is not something you can change because it happened, but if you if that were to happen again, would you do would you not want it to? Like are you some ways happy that it did? So I am very happy that it did. I wouldn't change that experience for anything. And actually on my Facebook, my cookie page, um, on the 4th of November was the three-year anniversary of that. And so I had taken a picture of myself in the police car on the way to the hospital because I knew I would want to look back at that and go, I don't want that anymore. (laughs) No, you don't want that anymore. This was your rock bottom. And to remember 
that feeling, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, um, and then when I got out of the hospital, I posted that picture with a big long thing, you know, about mental health and, and stuff. And, and so that's kind of, so yeah, so I've always just been open and it's not really even something that I like try to do, but it's things as simple as like, um, just post, even if I post, so I try and I basically post cookies on my page every single day. But I always leave some type of a caption, either it be like that I'm having a great day. If I'm not having a great day. Yeah, what's going on? If I, I mean, my page knows that I I lost my diamond ring in some dough last year. Nightmare. No kidding. I instantly reached out to my page. I think most businesses would have been like. Oh, yeah, don't tell anybody. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this happened, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm just Did you find open. It? No. Oh, I didn't. So oh, that's, that's so a terrible. whole nother story. But. So here's the thing. I think what I hear you say is that you are willing to be human. You know, so uh-huh. many of us, when we look at people who are successful or who <coughs> we get into this unfortunate comparison game totally. and we're like, I can, I could never be like, like mm-hmm. Timony because I, that's not me. And I didn't. But what we don't understand is that really we all have the potential to be whatever we Mm want to be. We all have our own story. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that's probably a reason why you're relatable. People can be like, oh, she doesn't necessarily have it all together. And yet look what she's doing. Right. And maybe I can do that too. Exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I just feel like I'm relatable on a totally crazy level. <laughs> we love it. We yeah. love a little crazy in our life. So, we all have it, whether we, we really we do admit to it or not. We do, you know, and I feel like um, Facebook, social media, it is such a highlight reel. People yeah, use right. it to highlight the most exciting things in their life. And it's great. And yeah. I love to read about that stuff, you know, and you, I don't want to get on Facebook and hear about every sob story and every right, person that's in a bad depressing. mood. Mm-hmm. It does. But I also don't want you to pretend like everything's fine if right. it's not. Right. It can know? be good and bad at the same time. Absolutely. And that's how we live. Right? Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you for being open about that. Because I know that that's, um, that has impacted a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. and I think that being able to hear that story is definitely um, meaningful for people to understand that we're all going through stuff. Yep. So what kind of advice would you have for somebody who wanted to do like what you did or be self-employed? Would you say, don't do this that I did. Like, do you look back and would you do this journey any different? Mm, I really can't say that I would do the journey any different. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice that I would want to give to somebody that's maybe trying to start their own business through a passion of theirs or or do something out of their comfort zone is just... um, Don't expect anything to go any certain way. And then you're have not... Have no expectations have and then zero you're not expectations. Dis- disappointed. <laughs> That's right. Have zero expectations. Expect to make errors all the time, in real time, all the time. You and know, that's another thing. I think we overthink stuff. Yeah. Right? We It paralyzes us. We don't it do does. it because we have to have it perfect. It absolutely paralyzes us. So just do it. Just do it. Just go for it. And when you start to feel... You know, there's even times this week that I've I've introduced that I want to start a vlog. And not really like a vlog that I like record my family in my life, but like a live vlog where I go on and I talk about something meaningful yeah. or something that I'm struggling with. Because even if they don't want to admit it, admit it so many people can relate. And you can um, include yourself secretly 
into those types of things on Facebook and nobody really even has to know that you're part of that or yeah. whatever. And so I've really, even since, so the cra- I, we just did a craft fair at Bonneville High School okay. last Saturday. I have um, really amped up this craft fair on my page. I did it last year. I sold 550 cookies in 45 minutes. And so I was this year? Last year. Oh, okay. So I was super pumped for the craft fair this year. I took the whole week of it before to off prep. to do cookies. I ended up with sixteen hundred and three cookies on Saturday. And when I showed up to the craft fair at nine thirty, there was a door or there was a line out the door for my cookies. No way. I'm not even kidding. People <laughs> thought it was the line to get into the craft fair. <laughs> so as I'm unloading all these cookies. And trying to get all set up, we sell these. Co- so I, I go to the line. You don't and I'm even like, get to set up before you no, sell them. Well, I told them, I'm like, I can't start till 10. We ended up starting earlier because people were standing outside yeah, and I right. did get set up. But um, one of the things that impacted me the most from the craft fair was I sold out 1,603 cookies in two hours and 15 minutes. And the thing that impacted me the most was I had people come up to me afterwards and that have reached out to me since and they've said you know I just want you to know that um I never have heard of you and I've never tried of your cookies until this craft fair but when I would ask somebody what are you guys in line for like what is this all about yeah not only would they say the most delicious cookies but the most incredible girl you've ever met. Oh, and so I love it. it just kind of I don't know if it like made my head big or if it made <laughs> me humble. I'm not really sure which yeah. one, but it just kind of made it was me impactful. It was so impactful, and I just thought, okay, it is your recipe, but it's you too. Like they love you, you know. It's true. And I get in my own head and feel like, um, oh, you're doing too many live videos. You know, people don't want to see your live videos or you're posting too much about this or you're talking too much about this and it's not really so much about cookies these days and what are people going to think? And just this week, I've been trying to just tell myself, I'm really not doing it for you. I'm really doing it for me. Yeah, I'm posting the live video because I want to talk to you guys about something that my heart is feeling. I'm posting about me having a great day and doing this. And whether anybody watches it or not, it doesn't matter. I'm posting about me being on Renee's podcast because (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah. And it's about my joy. Yeah. And me sharing my joy with you. And it's not about look at me. Mm -mm. I'm so cool. No. And it's not and if you you sharing your life. It's me sharing my life. And if you want to be part of it, I want you to be part of it. Yeah. If you don't want to be part of it, that's okay too. So have you had haters come out? I have definitely had I wouldn't really say haters so much. I feel like I really have been able to put my blinders on as far as the haters go. I feel like they're, I've inspired so many people. I could probably name five other cookie people right now in Idaho Falls that offer the exact same thing as me. They just don't have my recipe. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I share about them a lot on my page. I Because you can't do it all. You can't make cookies I can't for do every it one all. of us. I can't, you yeah, know. Right? And I do love that I have all these people that I can send my yeah. other people to because yeah. it's not about me being able to make it. It's about you having something special and delicious for your celebration. And whether I make it, she makes it, yeah. whoever makes sure. it. There's enough you know, for everybody. I think that there instead is so of being much in around. that scarcity mentality, having the abundance mentality also brings stuff back to you. Well, it does. You know, it's like I share and people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're sharing other cookie people. Like it's so nice to see 
we can another work small together. business yeah. sharing another small business yeah. and it's like that's Great. are you kidding that's what I do it's how it's supposed to be done so so what's the future for cookie momster what do you think so just about two months ago because of some health department reasons I've learned some things along the way like I said never expect anything to stay or be the same for too long um apparently under the cottage law that I work out of under my house which protects me from because Um, sugar cookies are such a low risk food. There's not a high chance that you're going to get sick off of something that I make rather than if I made tamales or something Mm -hmm. got to be cooked, you know, to a certain temperature. Yeah. So I can bake under the cottage law and that covers me because it's a low risk under that cottage law. You're not allowed to sell wholesale. Oh, okay. And I didn't know that. And so I was selling my cookies wholesale to Soda Tsunami and to Mrs. Powell's ah. under their food license that they have for owning a business. They're not allowed to sell anything that comes from an unapproved source, which would be me because oh, I shoot. don't have a health, a health inspection. Yeah. And so 19 months flew under the radar at Soda Tsunami. Yeah. And then it all came crashing down a couple weeks ago. Oh, shoot. So... Like I said, I was open. I literally, the minute I got the phone call that the health department had been called, I popped on my live video and I said, you guys, I really shouldn't be doing this live right now, but I want to do it when I'm feeling passionate about it because it's in my heart right the second. It's happening right now. It's not happening in an hour and I need to tell you guys right now. And so I popped on the live video and I told him, you know, I'm like, somebody called the health department. I'm not sure if it was out of hatred. I'm not sure if that was out of malice or or any reason. But um, I can't be at the stores anymore. And I wanted to tell you guys that that's the reason why. Yeah. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get a health a food inspection and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so what happens now? So I did. I was like, you know, I'm not, the haters aren't going to stop me. I won't have cookies in Mrs. Powell's this weekend, but you betcha I'm going to be hopefully back up and running next week. You know, I was like, this is not going to stop We're me. We're taking care of this. We're doing it. So my inbox flooded with all these messages. I'm sure. It was, I got, I as I'm going through them, I got a message from a girl. She's like, hey, you don't even have to ju- jump through any hoops or look up anything. I know the number to the person that you need to call and they can tell you everything that you need to know about the cottage law and the health department and where you're not following the guidelines and what you need to do to Isn't be able to great? be compliant. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm like, are you kidding? So Monday morning. So the tribe helped you. The tribe helped me. And that's the thing is not only am I helping them, they help me. Yeah. Like I wake up every day the most excited person. They've given me a new purpose. Like it's been so awesome. So, um, but anyways, what was I saying right before that? About the cottage law and what you're going to do. About the cottage law, getting pulled from there. So I did, yeah. So I did the video, the live video, and I explained to everybody and I said, I'm doing this. I'll let you guys know what happens. Monday morning, I called that number to the health department. I said, hey, this is Timony Olson, the owner of Cookie Monster. I have a couple questions for you. I hear you're the person I need to talk to if you could give me a call back. A couple hours later, my phone rings. Nicest lady ever. She explained basically what I just explained to you, to me, in a little bit longer, more intense version. And told me that, yeah, that um, I don't it's qualify, true. that it is true. And she doesn't know how I've slipped under the radar for so long. Right. <laughs> but that... Um, but nevertheless, it has to stop. But nevertheless, it has to stop. And the reason is because... And then she said, and you don't qualify for a health inspection because in order to do that, you need a separate entrance from your house. You need three sinks, one for wash, one Even for... Even though you weren't baking there? 
even though I wasn't baking there because I bring the cookies from the bakery back to my house to oh. decorate them. So they go from an approved source back into an unapproved I source. I see. So it's very, very tricky. And I, I'm on that fine line because I bring them home. Yeah. And so that's why it was so like questionable there for a second, like what in the heck? And so, yeah, so she explained to me, you know, that I didn't qualify for a food license and stuff. And so... So now what? So my page, bless their little hearts, they, somebody had posted, who wants to donate to get this babe a mixer? And I'm like, shut it down. Yeah, you know, yeah like, I'm not trying asking to tell for that. Them. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, no, that. no, 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 you guys are, you know, you're crazy. Stop that. Three days later, knock, knock on the old cookie monster's door with a $2,300 check. Oh my gosh. I bawled and bawled and bawled and bawled. I bet you did. And they did it live on a video. And so everybody got to see. And, um, you know, they said, go buy your mixer. You know, Hobart mixers are $1,500. How does that change things, though? Because now you're doing that at your... At my house. Cooking? Yes. Doing the whole thing. So I got... I got... So I either had a decision to make. I could either stay at Mrs. Powell's and still bake there and still use her ingredients, but she did want to end up charging me a rent yeah. for the time that I was there because sure. I couldn't really offer her anything anymore. Right. And so when it came down to it, that's kind of what happened. And um, so, so I decided had, I got to pull everything home. Well, so I reached out to my page about that too. I was like, you know, you guys need to understand that this is going to be kind of tricky for me because before I was giving Mrs. Powell's cookies in trade for my supplies. So I wasn't buying supplies anymore. anymore. It was canceling each other out. Mm -hmm. So I was just basically bringing in money. And so now I had to go back to buying supplies. Yeah. Plus I wasn't guaranteed that so much money every week from Soda Tsunami. Yeah. And so it just so now everything into, is back at your house. Everything is back at my house, and you can you live under this cottage law. I live under this cottage law. Uh-huh. So yeah. I've got. Uh, so you can sell to us, but you can't. Wholesale. Yep, I just yeah. can't sell to wholesale. So wh- again, what does that mean for your future? You, this is what you're doing. Yeah, so I'm just still doing private orders. I spent that money. I got a Hobart mixer, which it was twelve hundred dollars. I got it from a guy in Salt Lake. One of my followers on my page met him. Was taking her daughter down for some reason. And picked met it up him, for you. Picked it up for <laughs> That's me. Awesome. Brought it to my house. It's glorious. I love it. It's half the size of the one I was using at Mrs. Powell's, but it's still t- huge yeah. compared to my KitchenAid. And so I've got that at my house. I went crazy on cookie cutters because, I mean, that's so much money. I honestly wanted to donate the leftover, and everybody was like, no. Just use it. Pay off your, your supply. Get yeah. a bunch of supplies. Buy cookie cutters you've that's been awesome. wanting and stuff. And so, so cool. So it was awesome. And so then so here, you're I, here for us. So I'm here for you. So then I started, Mrs. Powell's had a little trailer for sale. And it had, like, shelving and stuff that they take down to the parade. And so I figured out this whole speech in my mind to take to my parents and act like they were a shark tank and be like, can you buy this little (laughs) thing for me so I can start doing my pop-ups, you know, somewhere random. And I did that. I went to them, presented this whole big thing to them, and we just all had this aha moment that my parents have a snow cone shack. That's not being used. Oh, so just use it. So I have a Cookie Monster Shack oh, that is so opening cool. on the 7th of December. Oh, yay. It is on the corner of Science Center and North Boulevard. It is going to be a drive up in the winter, walk up in the summer little spot. I'm going to have my pla- my goals are to have cookies and hot chocolate in the winter and then cookies and snow cones in the summer. Yeah. I'm probably only going to be there once a week, maybe even only once every other week, because um, 
I am a one man operation. Yeah, right. So it and takes you're still raising a family. Yes. Yeah, so it takes like a full day and a half to be able to bust out that many cookies. So if I come, can are you going to let people order dozens and dozens, or it's a one? I'm trying one? to decide. So now I have to also take into consideration that before I was making all these cookies and I was dropping them off at the store and they sold them and I went home and worked on more stuff. Right. Now I actually have to go and spend my time at the Cookie Monster Shack and be there selling the cookies. So that's going to take, take out away. time for me yeah. decorating. And so, so yeah, so it's, some people are confused and are thinking it's going to be like a seven-day-a-week, five-day-a-week thing. No. It's not. It's yeah, no gonna way. Be, you wouldn't be able to get anything there's done. There's no way. Well, you so, know, you might just have to hire somebody. I've thought about <laughs> it. You know, I thought maybe in the summer to hire like a little high school girl or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. But then again, it comes back down to the financial part of it. You know, yeah. it's like when you it's have an employee. Thing. It is. You know, when you have an employee, you have to have... What's comp? Well, it's okay. We are just stuff. excited to see where you're gonna go and all Thank of the things you. that you're gonna do. I think your future is just so bright. I it's, feel it. Um, yeah, this is probably the cusp of some other really huge things that we just can't even imagine what could happen. I hope and so. And a great lesson of putting yourself out there and just doing it. Go for it. Yeah. What's the worst that's gonna happen? Yeah, it doesn't work, and then you do something mm-hmm. else. You you had that experience. I did. Oh, I had. I've done so many things over the years that have panned out for a little bit, and then they die, and they pan out, and then they die, and they pan out. You know, and, and I am. I'm, yeah, I've been in my own head. I'm like, I need to start thinking of like a different dessert or a different something because no, you don't. This cookie this monster recipe, but it's like you're right. It's working. People are still eating it up. I still have hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people that haven't tried the cookies yes. yet that would love to. Anytime I do giveaways, like this is the several first thing that she said to me. Are you a cookie monster version? Yes. Virgin? And I am. So yes. this will be a good day for me because I won't be anymore. I'm so excited. So Timony, do you have anything else? We've we've talked for quite a while, but do you have we anything have. else that um, you would like to have the listeners know about you? I just want to say thank you for all the love and support that I've been shown over the past two years. It's incredible what can happen when you put, you know, your heart and mind and soul into something and you let people come together to be part of it and when you finally find your niche you know go for it and life's hard and it's short so (laughs) do what you love and do it with your whole heart yeah you're certainly an example of that passion so thank you so much for being on the show today and what an inspiration you are of tenacity making your dream work and your talent is so amazing and i'm i'm sure we're going to witness you do huge things and be a success in whatever you put your mind to so again thank you for your inspiring story and willing to be vulnerable with us you are so welcome this has been great thank you (laughs) as a reminder oswald service sponsors this show um i am gonna just ask you to mark your calendars for november 24th at 11.30 to watch the PBS show Startup. Oswald Service is one of two businesses in the entire state of Idaho to be featured on this national television show. It has over 4 million viewers. So we are so proud to be representing East Idaho. And we'd love for you to share in our joy and pride for the sto- for our state and for the area that we live in. Um, so again, November 24th at 11.30, watch Startup. You can watch it on Digital 10.4 or Sparklight 46. Or hopefully we'll be able to get it out there on our page and our website and other places so you guys can take a look at it. Um, now, uh, and and also, of course, if you need your automotive repairs taken care of, there's only one place to go, which is Oswald Service. So we hope to be able to take care of you in Idaho Falls or at our Rexburg location. Now stay tuned for the business leadership moment where you will learn tips and tactics to lead your business to success.
It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Welcome to the Business Leadership Moment. Thank you guys for joining me. This segment is sponsored by RiseCon, East Idaho's business conference. And hey, I just wanted to um, quickly tell you all what an amazing time it was. So we just got done with RiseCon um, and it was just an amazing experience. I don't know what the final tally about how many people were there, but there were 300 plus businesses uh, and there were just there was just great information that was provided to all of us. So just wanted to put in a little plug. If you didn't get a chance to come, please look at it and and mark your calendars for next year because it's certainly worth your time, especially if you're looking to network and grow your business and learn things that you can take away from it. Um, Again, great event. Just wanted to also remind you about RiseX, which is the monthly networking event that is a sister event to RiseCon, and that will be happening. So if you didn't get a chance to participate in RiseCon, come and join us for RiseX. It's really um, impacted our business, and definitely we have grown based on some information that was shared um, with us and a decision that we made, and, and I just couldn't speak more highly about it. So Really, I don't have a whole lot for the business leadership moment today. I think I just wanted to dovetail into what Timony said about her tribe and the people who came to rally around her and who have really um, buoyed her up and have respected her story. And uh, I just want y'all, I've talked a little bit about this lately with having uh, a tribe, having an, uh, a mastermind group or some type of networking, some individuals that you can go to that help you be the very best that you can be. And if you haven't had a chance to really ponder that, I would really, again, recommend it. Um, As we know, Timney has a following on Facebook, and she's definitely got um, influencer status, I think, as you look at who the, you know, everyone who's following her. And she is influencing people. And I know that we as business owners can have that same effect on people around us. And that's why I tell these stories and I'm so grateful to be able to do it. So that I just wanted to um, tie that up and just uh, tell you all, thank you so much for listening to the show and uh, for being a part of our tribe uh, for Oswald Service and for me in East Idaho Entrepreneurs. I wanted to just give you a big thank you for listening to the show and we'll be back next week with a new show. So have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair for all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho. Let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com